0: Can you get my guitar in the four back, please? two
1: than my voice which you'll be glad to hear. Oh what a relief. Was I going to be able to do that? Was I going to be able to sustain that? I probably could have been the power of the Lord right? So welcome to everybody this morning and we're having a special time today of celebration and so welcome to our leaders this morning, Dave and his group. Let's welcome them. Welcome to all of you who've come. Welcome to all the children. Welcome to you who are tuning in on YouTube. We pray that you'll be very blessed today. There will be, um, the children will be going out after the second song and there'll be instructions about that if you're visiting and you have children. Now in Philippians, it says, therefore God exalted him to the highest place. That is Jesus and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Amen. And that's where we're going now. Thanks, Dave.
0: All right, we're gonna sing. I'm rejoice in the Lord. Righty, uh-huh. I'm glad you know you can sing. If you know the words, you know the song, you can sing along. Hey. Let's sing.
2: He's exalted, the King is exalted the God. Are
0: Jesus is exalted We are here to worship Jesus And rejoice in the Lord We're going to sing one of the old songs Beautiful songs we can just remember And just join in and sing along Are you ready for that? I think you know this one Wow.
2: We go. Come, now is the time to worship. Come, now is the time to give your heart Come, just as you are Just as you are. Time to worship. Sing along, come on. Come. Now we have time to. Worship. say that. Come, just come as you are. Come, just come as you are.
1: We're going to keep praising and keep worshipping shortly but before that welcome again to those of you of that have come in and welcome again to you on YouTube today after the service we're lucky to have two choices for how we'd like to share together in a meal morning tea in the function room or a burger in the courtyard were you ever so blessed so many choices uh, for the children if your children haven't signed in yet, you will need to sign your children in, whether you're a visitor or a regular, and that you can do that with Jamie. She's not in the courtyard, but if you ask someone to direct you to Jamie and make sure that your children get uh, signed in. We're not going to have a chat time like we normally do because we're going to have more music today. So I'm going to pray for the children and then they're going to go out and we're going to uh, keep our praise and worship in song going. We're going to have a time of prayer. We're going to have a Bible reading. Bruce is going to bring us a lovely message and then we'll finish again with music. So it's great, right? To be together in this way. So let me play for the children. So okay, kiddies, I'm praying for all of you. Yep, here we go. We thank you, Lord, for the time your children will spend here this morning. Both the older children that stay here in this building, your children, but especially the younger children as they leave with the leaders. Bless them with your presence. Bind them together with Holy Spirit love and show them what a great and loving Father you are. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, kids. Yes, I know. I know they'd love to stay, but they're going to have a great time. Off you go.
0: you're going to continue the worship you can stand on your feet there's so much we are going to do now and then i try to set up the the platform for you to rejoice and worship together we even another visitor from Brisbane is here Raj he's going to lead us at some point somewhere there Call it one.
2: Wrong words. Today. Say holy. do that
0: with you are you ready to learn something new different okay i'm gonna just change up in voices all right I we need women to sing
3: Praise him.
0: Praise him, him up. can you do that just, only women come on bring more i know, ladies come on you can just do more come on Yeah, you can do more. We need a gentleman here to do this. Come on, do this. Praise him. Praise him
2: and lift him up. Can you do that? Can you go? go. Praise him. Yeah. Praise him and lift him up. And ladies, praise him. Come on, bring more.
0: All together, all together with me, come on. Raise him lift him up. You can do more, bring more, come on.
1: We're going to now. I'll put on my loud voice again. Oh no, there we go. We're going to have a time of prayer now. There's no greater place than when we acknowledge who God is when we praise him and lift him up, then we him in prayer. And today, these verses which are traditionally read on this day in so many churches. Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. What a blessing, Father, to be able to echo those words in our hearts now. Lord, as together we bring you the concerns of our hearts, even as we praise you and lift you up. Hosanna in the highest. We thank you for the beautiful world you've created and we've sung that heaven and earth rejoice in your holy name, but at the same time, we look with pain on the suffering and groaning of so many. We continue to pray for Ukraine and for other war-torn regions that we hear less about, but we're fighting as raged internally for years. We pray for those on the ground bringing hope and comfort, even as we pray that you would bring peace in our time. And look to the day when every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that you are God. We pray that Christians throughout the world might be voices of peace and comfort around the world in political protests, In ideological debates and in circumstances of conflict, we trust you're able to work through your people throughout the world. You are the God of perfect power, love, and purity. We thank you for your presence with us here at St. Matthew's as we prepare to formally celebrate your death and resurrection next weekend, something that we celebrate daily as your followers, that you are the Lord and that forever your truth will reign. That Christ died for our sins, that he was buried and rose on the third day, all as the scripture had foretold, and that a day is coming when we will all rise with him in joyful celebration, even more joyful than the celebration we're experiencing today. We thank you for the opportunity to celebrate today and pray that all of us here might know the peace and joy that is in Christ Jesus we bring you before you in the light of that hope all that are suffering and need and in need that we are aware of today and we pray particularly today for the thought family and for Hamish as the doctors adjust his medications with a hope to enabling him to be home for Easter with the family together. We thank you that the whole family trusts and rests in you and pray that Fred and the girls might know your strength and peace as they support Hamish and each other. We thank you that you hear our prayers, Lord. We know a day is coming when every knee will bow, when there will be true peace. We also know that there's a great treasure in choosing you now, and that in choosing you now, we can lay our needs and wants before you as we go on in our time together to celebrate your presence with us. May we be content in all our circumstances. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We're going to have church news.
4: Well, day and welcome to church especially if you heard the music and just decided to pop in, or perhaps you're here because someone invited you. So glad that you've joined us today. Now whatever it is that brought you here, if it is your first time, we would love to hear from you, and the best way to do that is by scanning one of these under the seats in front of you. Shoot us through some feedback, a question, a request, and we will hit you back sometime this week. As I'm sure you well know, the Easter weekend is almost upon us, You may have noticed our Easter poke postcards around the place. These have all the details you could need about what's happening here across the weekend. We'll be kicking off things with two services on Good Friday morning at 8am and 10am. Both of these services are usually pretty packed out, so make sure you arrive with enough time to find a seat and the car park will be open. Same goes with Easter Sunday. We'll be running four services at our normal times. Again, these will be busier than normal. We always get lots of guests across the day, so make sure you factor that in. If you're just visiting with us today, do consider joining us again for one of these services next weekend. Uh, Easter is the most significant weekend in the church calendar, and it's not to be missed. For our regulars, I wonder, have you invited anyone to join you yet? Speaking of invitations, we've put together packs of Easter postcards that are ready for delivery to every home in Manly. Now for many, this could actually be one of the most important bits of mail they get all year. Imagine that. And we have the chance to be a part of it. Is that something you could help us with? We love all the packs to be accounted for by the end of today. By my count, there's about 10 left. So if you're in, grab one before you go today check the map, and help get the word out this week. That's it from me. Enjoy the rest of the service.
1: Well, Nathan must have been pretty convincing at 8 o'clock because apparently there's how many left? One? So, two left. So, very low bar here at 10. 8 o'clock took the bulk, so perhaps you could go up the back there and have a look at that. We're going to have our Bible reading now. And our uh, reading this morning comes from Matthew chapter 21, page 988 of the Bibles that are uh, in front of you, if you'd like to follow along. Matthew 21, beginning at verse 1. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you'll find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to daughter Zion, see, your king comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from trees and spread them on the road.
5: everyone. For those who don't know me, if you're a guest today, my name's Bruce Clark, the Senior Minister, and it's great to be here with you. Uh, It's a Celebration Sunday. It's also Palm Sunday for those who know their liturgical calendar, and I'm going to be speaking on that passage, which is the classic one that is often read this weekend of the year. So let me pray. Father, we do thank you that we can be here. We thank you for the reality that we can celebrate no matter what day of the week because we know you and we know your son Jesus and particularly this day on Palm Sunday as we remember his triumphant entry into the city of Jerusalem speak to us about who he is in Jesus name amen just starting my stopwatch so I don't go too long We've actually got lots of music to go at the back end of the service. Uh, I want to start by saying uh, one thing that is often not recognised by most of us, because most of us have good vision, is just the incredible blessing that being able to see clearly is. And anyone who is vision impaired will know uh, it really does impact you in all sorts of ways. And as a local swimmer uh, who swims with the pink caps here in Manly, one of the realities of being able to see clearly is the wonder of that swim from Manly around to Shelley Beach. And all the stuff you see, and one of the things we often grade is what the clarity is like on each and every day. And you can often score it out of 10. And it's because when it's really clear, it's incredible the vision that you get to see and what clarity brings for you. And I've got just some of the shots up there. Uh, For those who've never done it, let me just say it is absolutely worth doing. Uh, You see anything and everything. There's a turtle that is there. Uh, One of the things that uh, many people love to see is the cuttlefish, and they're quite incredible creatures. They're chameleons, the way they can change their colors and just blend in. Uh, It's famous for the big blue gropers. There's all sorts of them there, Uh, and they literally are so friendly. They're just used to people not attacking them. Uh, but there's also sharks, um, and that's a wobby gong. Uh, there's ones of various sizes, uh, that's the Port Jackson. And ones that are a bit more scary, the dusky whales are actually very harmless. But it's worth saying, when the water's clear, it's amazing. But when the water's rough or stirred up and you cannot see, and your vision is cloudy or impaired, it actually is a bit freaky. And it can be scary, particularly when there's huge swells coming in and you're trying to get out. Uh, because you just can't see what's happening and you can have collisions with people, I've had head-ons, it's not the best. And I remember uh, talking to Bruce Baird, who's actually here, Uh, one very rough day he was, had gone out and they were trying to work out how to come back in and he said as he was trying to do it he just looked underneath him, he couldn't see far, but he could see far enough to see a bull shark that was three to four metres long, literally swimming underneath him a couple of feet. And There is something about when it's cloudy, it is not pleasant because you do wonder. And the other day it was very cloudy. You think, what is out there? (laughs) And being able to see clearly is an incredible blessing. And I start this way because I think spiritual vision is something that people can get very cloudy with. In terms of their understanding of who God is and Jesus. And I've called my message today. I'm not sure why that is there. Um... There we go. How clearly do you see God? And that's the question I want us to ask this morning as we are here in church celebrating His goodness. And in particular, I want us to think about seeing Jesus clearly. It is Palm Sunday. It's the day when Jesus triumphantly rode into the city of Jerusalem. And there's two things I want us to think about as we think about this Bible passage that was read for us today. Uh, the first is the dramatic event itself. But secondly, the searching question that comes at the end of this event and the question I want us to be thinking through as we go through this is how clearly do we see the Lord Jesus? Around the world on this day there's all sorts of traditions uh, for churches as they celebrate Palm Sunday and it is a day that evokes a lot of colour and if you're here at five o'clock there's a family that every year they've actually got a palm tree at home they cut some branches down and the kids bring it in they wave it around uh, it's the hootmas, and I said make sure you bring them in today now we haven't got any families who've also done that but that's been part of their tradition at church and I was looking through the different countries of the world the way they celebrate it and in some way shape or form the churches will do that here's the Philippines uh, they're full of colour and noise and um energy. It's interesting in Finland they have witches, uh, Easter witches and I thought gee that's a bit off colour. Uh, I thought what on earth and they're doing trick or treat. I thought that's not really what this day's about. But what actually happened on Palm Sunday so many years ago? What took place? Well Palm Sunday as we call it was basically a week out from the festival of the Passover. And it was literally a week out before Jesus was about to die. He died at the Passover time. And at Passover, literally Jewish people from all around, not just the city but also the country regions and also from the nations where they'd been scattered, they would all come in to celebrate and remember God's passing over them in judgment. It goes all the way back to when God rescued them from Egypt and he passed over them in terms of the judgment that fell on Egypt and he saved them. And they would come from all around and remember this great event. And so we read, this is what happened, Matthew 21. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, and so they can see the great city of Jerusalem ahead of them. And Jesus gets his two disciples and says, go to the village ahead of you and at once you'll find a donkey tied there with her colt by her, untie them and bring them to me. And if anyone says to you anything, say that the Lord needs them and he will send them right away. And so Jesus had basically prearranged for this female colt or donkey and her unridden offspring that she'd obviously given birth to, to be brought to Jesus. And Jesus knew he was literally one week away from his death. For weeks and months now, as he had travelled with his disciples on numerous occasions. He had said to them, he must go to the city of Jerusalem. And when he goes there, he will suffer many things. It will be because of the elders of the people of Israel, the chief priests, the scribes. He had said to them, he will be killed. And on the third day, he'll be raised again. And so how does he organise and mark his entrance into the city to mark his death. Well, for those who are not familiar with this story, you might ask, what is going on? Well, this horse ride in on this unridden donkey, this foal, is not exactly the picture of a conquering king. It's meek, it's mild, and here is Jesus on top of it, riding into the city. And what was happening was, he was, in a very dramatic way, fulfilling a prophecy. And in the Old Testament, there are literally dozens of prophecies or predictions about a coming king. God's special person who would come and rescue the people of God. And if you read through the Old Testament 39 books, literally every one of them will have some allusion to or specific word about that God is going to come and bring his Saviour. It goes all the way back to Genesis where it predicted a king would come from the line of Judah. And one of those prophets was a man named Zechariah. He predicted that the coming king of Israel and the world would one day enter the city of Jerusalem riding on an unridden colt. And that's what Matthew records for us. He said, this took place, in other words, the arrangement of the donkey and its colt to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. And he's speaking of Zechariah. And Zechariah said this, say to daughter Zion, see, your king comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. And this is exactly what Jesus was organising to take place. And it was all part of Jesus' intentions to announce who he was to the religious leaders of the city of God. And it's worth taking a step back here. In all of his ministry, there had been this ambiguity surrounding him as to who he thought he was. He did the miracles, he raised the dead, he healed the sick, he cast out the demons... And when asked about his identity, he would often just let it be deflected. And the reason for that was because there was this incredible anticipation that God was going to send his king to Israel. But they wanted a king who would come and conquer the Romans. And Jesus wanted no part of that. But finally, he is ready to go and conquer by his death. And he arranges to ride in on this donkey. And it's interesting, when you look through the Old Testament prophecies, nearly all of them are ones that, humanly speaking, were completely outside of Jesus' control. Where would he grow up? Nazareth. What would his family line be? The tribe of Judah. How would he die? Who would be next to him? What would be the events surrounding his death? All of these prophecies are there and in many ways he couldn't control them because it related to other people's actions. This was the one that he said, no, I'm going to take charge here because I'm actually going to announce to the world who I am. And in the words of uh, Australians, great cultural icons, Kath and Kim, what he was saying is, look at me. And there's something very dramatic about what takes place. They brought the donkey and the colt and they placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. And a very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed him shouted. And so you've got crowds in front, you've got crowds behind. And it's worth noting these are Galileans. These are the country folk. These are the ones equivalently from Dubbo and you can hear their accents and you know they're not from city and they are crying out and they're singing out and there's this joy and there's this noise and celebration because they believe that God's king is literally about to enter the city of Jerusalem. Hosanna to the son of David, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest heaven. It's interesting to just stop and think about the way Jesus fulfilled prophecy. Because there's literally over a hundred prophetic words predicting the coming of Jesus. And there's a mathematician who is called Peter Stoner. He's a Christian. He's from an American university. He's a professor. He chairs the Department of Mathematics and Astronomy. And he's very passionate about biblical prophecies. And he also is involved with the Christian group on campus. And with 600 students from the campus Christian group, uh, they undertook a project and they looked at eight key specific prophetic predictions from the Old Testament. And they worked out what is the probability of one person fulfilling all of just these eight prophecies. And they used very conservative probabilities for each one being fulfilled. And then they considered the likelihood of Jesus being fulfilled all of these eight prophecies. And from a mathematical point of view, what they worked out was this. For any one person to satisfy all of just eight of the prophecies was in the order of 1 to the power of 10 to 17. Now, if you're not a mathematician, and I'm not, and you want to know what that literally means in concrete terms... It would be like taking a $1 coin and multiplying that enough times to cover the state of New South Wales, half a metre deep. And on one of those coins you put an X and you said to one person, you walk through the state of New South Wales, wade your through all, all the money and you get one go to pick the coin that's the equivalent of 1 to the power of 1 to 1 in 10 to the power of 17 that's the chance you've got but that's the reality with the lord jesus you see it was not chance his entrance was all part of god's plan he was god's son and he was coming to fulfill all of the purposes and plans of god as he walked into that city that day And he was announcing to anyone who had eyes to see, I am here. It was bold, it was brazen, it was deliberate. And it was designed to make the people of Israel sit up and take notice, our King has arrived. Which leads me to the second point, a searching question. What do you think the religious leaders and the people of the city of Jerusalem said? Well, basically, they said, who is this? Now, the end of the reading finishes with the Galileans, the country folk saying, actually, this is God's prophet. But I want to stop and just get us to think about this very important question. Who is this person, Jesus, that deliberately, intentionally walks in and says, actually, I am the king? And I wonder, do we see clearly this man? Who is this man that, through the centuries, people have marvelled at? There was a recent study done by the Australian Research Group, the National Church Life Survey, and they have been running a research project on Australian churches for about 30 years now. But as an aside, they'll also interview and research the community to see what their beliefs are about God, Jesus, the church, etc. And they did one in 2021 and the results came out last year in 2022. And I want to just show you two things uh, as we think about this question of who is this Jesus? Firstly, the question about God. 55% said they believe in a personal God or some higher power. 21% said they didn't know what to believe. 24% said they didn't believe there was any spirit, God or life force. Now, let me just say, as a minister who talks to many people, those numbers didn't surprise me effectively half the people are saying yes we believe there is something there and then of the remaining half half of them are not sure and then half of those a quarter are saying we don't think there is anything and that doesn't surprise me but there was another question that actually did surprise me it was about Jesus and the question was did you think Jesus was a real person and here are the results was he a person who was historically real that lived on this world 49% 49% said, yes, Jesus is real and actually lived. But here's what's staggering 29% said, actually, I don't know if Jesus is real. And 22% said he's a mythical figure. And I read that and I was stunned. And I was stunned because, from a historical point of view, it is an undisputable fact if you believe in any history. There would be no credible professor of history in any credible university in the world whether they were Jewish Christian Muslim or atheist who would say that Jesus was not real they all agree he lived they all agree he died on a cross there is a debate about whether he rose again physically from the dead absolutely but there is no dispute historically That this person that we're talking about today was a real person and if you don't believe he is real then you have to really wipe out most of the historical people from that period just starting with Julius Caesar you would just rub them out and say well you can't believe they're real either because there's far more data for the person of Jesus. So let me ask us the question this morning, which I think is such an important one. How clear is your vision when it comes to Jesus? And who do you think he is? As you think about that, I want to finish by just sharing about what changed my life. Because I think this is one of the most powerful and important questions anyone can ask. There is no doubt in my mind... Or most people's minds, he's a real figure. But I remember as a young punk, walking away from the Christian faith, thinking it was irrelevant, being one of those who would have said, I'm unsure, and then meeting people who were very different and were very sure about Jesus. But more than that, they spoke of how this Jesus had changed their life. And I went on a journey to work out what the reality of that was. And in very simple terms, I picked up a gospel. We've got ones we give out here, which is Luke's gospel. I read Mark's gospel. They're all great, all four. And I had very three simple questions that the minister of the day spoke to me about. And he said, the first question to ask yourself as you read this book is just ask yourself, who is this Jesus that you meet on the pages of Scripture? And then after you've thought about that question, ask yourself a second question, what has this Jesus done? And then ask you, after you've asked yourself that question, ask yourself the most important question, what is he saying to you? And I remember reading through Mark's Gospel out of a, of a night time. I'd come home and before I went to bed, I'd pick it up and I'd just read it through. And I'd read it through. And I'd read it through. And what jumped off the pages for me was this, that the person who I was not confident about had wondered whether he was a myth suddenly became very real because I realized he was part of history. He had lived. He had done all the things that we read about in Scripture, including what we saw today, riding into the city of Jerusalem. And he wasn't just a man. He was actually the living God who had come to earth as a man and what he'd done for me was as he rode in that day a week later he died on a cross for my sins and then he rose from the grave victorious and as we celebrate Palm Sunday today that's my question for us here how clearly do you see this Jesus Do you see the one who has not just ridden in and announced that he is the king, but do you see him dying on a cross for you? Do you see the one who loves you? Do you see the one who has risen from the grave and is calling you to come to him? Because that is the wonder of who Jesus is. He is the king of the world who saves us from our sin and from God's judgment. And he says, I love you, come to me and follow me and I'll make you part of my family. I'm going to get us to stop and just have a moment to pray and be quiet. And then Dave's going to come out and lead us in a song. And then I'm going to come up and pray for us all. But let's just have a moment to be quiet. And then Dave's going to come and sing a song for us. How clearly do we see Jesus? Jesus.
2: Your eyes, there's this parole in your hand to comfort me. From the end of the earth to the depths of my heart, let your mercy and be seen.
0: You call me to your purpose i sing just
2: understand for your glory may you draw me as your love and grace demand and uh, we run to you to your words of not by might no by power but by the spirit
0: Hold me to your purpose as angels
2: and destin for your glory.
5: sitting here and God is speaking to you to come to him and is calling you, I encourage you to open your heart and to open your eyes and see him. He loves you, he sent his son to die for you and he wants you to be part of his family and for you to run to him and embrace him and walk with him, to turn around, to repent and to believe the wonderful news that you were saved through Jesus. Let me pray for us. Father, for all those whose hearts are open, I pray that you would move in their lives so that they would hear you calling them to come. May you enable them to follow you and to walk with you and to begin a new life of trusting you for the forgiveness of their sins and to follow you with all their life, their heart, their mind, their soul, their strength. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: gonna finish up for a moment let's ask Raj to come up yeah we have Raj from Brisbane
3: Welcome,
0: uh, before Raj sings gonna let's stand up and uh, worship Angela is mm-hmm. gonna lead us yeah. who you say I am then Raj is gonna finish up we're gonna celebrate are you ready is from Congo, it's going to make us Congolese all together, you know. If you don't know how Congo people worship, I'm going to see you today. Let's put our hands together. First Peter nine
3: says
4: that we are a holy nation, we are a royal nation. People who are taken out of the darkness into marvelous life so that we can declare the praises of Israel.
2: Hallelujah. God is good. And all the time.
3: God is good. And I'm so happy amazing. to be here.
2: God bless you. Um, I'm going to sing first in Swahili, my mother language. Um, but we can sing and praise God in any language. Amen. I remember when I was back in Africa, um, my background in language is French. So I was singing in English, but no, knowing anything. Amen. One of the songs that I remember very quickly. Lord, I give you my heart, I give you my soul, I leave for you alone every breath that I take, every moment I'm away, oh Lord, I have I was singing like that without knowing any words. But now, I'm going to sing in Swahili. But the meaning of the song, just let God reign. Amen. This one, only acoustic and dance and praise God. Just for two minutes. You just love this. Only... Key. Left, right... Amen. Atawale. Jesus atawale. Atawale. Jesus atawale. Milele na milele oyo. Jesus atawale. Milele na milele oyo. Jesus atawale. You sing it. Atawale. Jesus atawale. Atawale. Yesu atawale Milele na milele oyo Yesu atawale Milele na milele oyo
3: Yesu atawale
2: Namuka muka subuhi na mapema mm-hmm. Na unumbaji wako babaga Oh 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 miti Inatoa asifana shangwe Milima inasema winuliwe I a Baba, to me, a Saudi Atawa. Yes, God, who can do above what I can imagine, you can make a way where there's no way. I trust in you and I believe you. I trust in you. Blessing, I, I trust in you. Believe you, I trust in you. I trust in you. you, I trust in you, believe you, I trust in you, believe you, I trust in you. Hallelujah. The second song is in Zulu. I need God to work with me. And then we'll see, we can mix English inside, amen. Are you ready to dance for God? Because I believe when you open up yourself, God is able to heal you even though you praise him and worship Him. That's the secret that I know. Are you ready?
1: last year I remember now where I had to get up the boring old lady that says okay time for morning tea that's (laughs) it but let's thank uh, let's thank them for coming this morning okay so don't forget as we go that you've got two food choices today how exciting so you've got something sweet in the function room and something savoury in the courtyard and the weather's improved and I'm sure that's just for us. Please join us at Easter services next week if you've been thinking to yourself, who is Jesus? I need to see him more clearly. It will be a great opportunity. Also, if you're interested in continuing to read, these are available up the back. The book of Luke, if you'd like another book, ask someone, I could probably get you a different gospel, but there's plenty of Luke's up the back. Please take one and start reading. And wherever you are on your journey with Jesus, however clearly you see him or don't see him, whoever you think he is, I'm going to pray for you now, and this prayer is for everybody. It's from Numbers. The Lord bless you and keep you.